Hi everyone. Today we're covering the five tips to help you stop arrears or to manage arrears in your property portfolio. Now these tips will work whether you have single let properties or HMO properties. Um, the principles are generally the same. So going back probably five years ago now, I decided that um, I wanted some systems to help me manage my portfolio. And back five years ago, you know, we were growing, we had about maybe 60 or 70 tenants, and it was becoming harder for us to manage our arrears, it was becoming harder for us to manage our tenants you know, altogether. So I wanted some systems. And I had a look at, you know, what was available at that time on the market. And there was nothing really that suited the things that I wanted because I wanted to try and I looked at what everybody else was doing and I thought I need to do the opposite here. Uh, I looked at all the agents and I thought you know that there's something missing I need to do the opposite because I think generally what people do is they do all of the due diligence for their tenants at the wrong point in the process because many people will do the viewing and all of the conversation on the phone and um, and then they will go to the viewing when in fact that tenant potentially is never going to be suitable for you as a tenant and you've wasted all of the time up front on the phone, you've wasted the time travelling to the viewing if they turn up, then you've wasted the time at the viewing if they're never going to be suitable. Um, and I thought well there's no point in doing that so I want to flip all of that. <clears throat> So this is tip number one for you to help you stop arrears. We developed uh, about 13 pre-qualifying questions. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them now, but I'm going to go through some examples for you to help you, and you can perhaps adopt these. Now, you can either use our system that we've created, and that's called GoTenant, or you can use your own, or you can just ask these questions on the telephone or on an email. It's really as simple as that. <clears throat> because what I wanted to do is make sure that we have got the right tenant before we go to the viewing for all of the above reasons. So number one, tip number one, get some pre-qualifying questions in place and don't be afraid to ask the tenant before you go to the viewing. So what do they look like? What does that mean? Well, you can ask whatever you want. We typically ask things like, why do you need to move? Because that's quite important. Have you ever been evicted from a property? And again, you know, that will tell a story. If you have, please tell us why. No, I mean, sometimes tenants may be evicted because the landlord wants a property back. So it could be for legitimate reasons. But I guess most tenants are probably evicted for not paying their rent or causing antisocial behaviour. So we need to know that. Have you ever been asked to leave a property? Now that's a very different question because what we tend to do is if we have a problem tenant, which is, you know, touch wood, not very often, we will ask the tenant to leave the property before we go down the eviction route because it's an awful lot easier for us to be able to do that, less paperwork, and potentially a lot quicker. We might even offer them a cash incentive. Then the next question would be, um, have you got a criminal record? Um, you know, that's ne necessarily isn't going to exclude them, but it depends on what it's for. Then the next question would be, have you ever caused any antisocial behaviour at property? And then the next question would be, have you got any county court judgments? The next question may be, 
have you ever been made bankrupt? So we want to know all of that information. Now, before you say, well, the tenant could lie, yes, of course they could. But what we find is that this will get rid of 80% of our applicants from the start because most people uh, will tell the truth. And the ones that don't tell the or don't want to tell the truth will literally just not fill in the form. Now we do this online and they won't fill in the form because they will fall into the above category or one of them and they know that potentially then they're not going to get a tenancy. Now, the ones that do lie, then we'll probably flush those out at some point later in the system because we're still going to do our due diligence. We're still going to credit score them, but this just stops all of the bad applicants from the beginning. So it really does for us really um, get rid of about 80% of our applicants but then the 20% that are left are always going to be and um, go on to be the best tenants. So you know for us this is um, it's a really groundbreaking way of making sure that we get the absolute best tenants from the start without wasting our time. So I've got a little um, some noises going on in the background just going to turn that off. Um, and for us, this is absolutely perfect. It really does work very well. So that's number one. Get some pre-qualifying questions. You can write them down. You can have them on a, a Word document. Um, you can put them online. You can put them on your website. You can send them on an email. Or you can literally just have those conversations over the phone. Hey, if you use platforms like <clears throat> spareroom.co.uk, and when you start to have the conversation, um, you know, when they say, hey, look, I'm interested in this room, <clears throat> and you start to email them back, and then you can perhaps ask them those questions in that email process as well. Got a bit of a tickly throat today, folks. I do apologize if, I'm, uh, if you're listening to this and I'm coughing down the microphone. So that's tip number one, pre-qualifying questions. And don't be scared if for any reason the um, your tenant prospects start to deplete because it's only the bad ones that won't complete the form then when we get to the property we know that the tenants have potentially got a very good um, uh, head start into getting the tenancy and you know that they're going to be the right people so that's number one number two this is really important um, when you get to the property you want to Go on your gut feeling. Now, I know this from experience and I know this from helping many property investors, thousands of investors we've helped over the years, that gut feeling is probably the single most important thing. Now, don't forget here that you're not obliged to take on any tenants because it's your business and you can choose and you can call the shots. Now, you have an obligation to your current tenants in the property over any new tenant that's applying. So you've got a duty of care to your current tenants. Now, when you get to the property, you will see how the tenant prospect um, handles themselves, how they come across as a person, how they talk to you and their body language, and are they polite or are they rude, etc. Now, very often, people don't go with their gut instinct. And if your gut instinct tells you that they are going to be a problem or there's something wrong, or maybe, you know, we've had tenants that have come and have smelled very strongly of cannabis. Well, of course, they're cannabis users. We don't want that in the property, so they're going to fail. If they come and disclose something to you at the property that you weren't already aware of that goes against your values or against what you believe in or against what you're trying to promote at the property, then simply tell them they're not going to be suitable. Now, <coughs> trust me, I know that <coughs> lots of people have gone against their gut instinct and it's gone wrong. Um, you know, they might say things to you um, that you're just not happy with. 
<coughs> excuse me folks do apologize um if you're not happy then just simply don't take them and i think that's the best advice that i can give you um, don't be afraid to say no because if you don't and they you know you'll know that going against your gut instinct is going to be a bad move because it will come back and bite you okay so don't be afraid to say no the next aspect would be um, don't be attracted. So number three, folks, don't be attracted by the money. And I've done this before. So if a tenant comes along to you and says, um, I need to move today or I need to move, you know, within the next day um, and I'll pay, I'll pay six months in advance in order for me to be able to do that. Um, that means that there's a problem somewhere. So why do they need to move straight away? They've either been evicted or Maybe they've just, you know, they've come out of prison or something, I don't know. And that's happened to us before. Um, but it's okay because I'll pay you six months in advance or three months in advance. So that's all good and well, taking a big chunk of money. And that could very well help your cash flow. But it may well be the only payment you get from that tenant. So don't be attracted to just the money. Please make sure that you always conduct your due diligence as well as, um, and you can say, yeah, that's fine. Um, you can book for three months or six months in advance, but we still have to go through the referencing procedure with you, okay? So don't just be attracted to the money and don't take immediate check-ins um, because every time we've done that, every time we've done that has gone wrong. Something happened, um, it, it potentially upsets the rest of the tenants in the house, which then also means um, that they are looking to leave. So that one tenant could actually cost you dearly by upsetting the rest of the tenants and then you can't get them out because you have to go through the eviction process. So be very, very careful, folks, okay? So we don't do same-day check-ins. What's next on the list? Okay, next on the list is number four. Um, I would always take a guarantor. Now, personally for us, we don't take deposits. That's because, um, well, for lots of reasons. Firstly, it makes us more attractive to the competition. And secondly, it takes away all the admin. So we don't need to do inventories. We don't need to do checkouts. We just let the tenants go and we send the cleaners in and clean their rooms ready for the next tenancy. So it really works very well for us and it puts us above the competition and makes it a lot more affordable for our tenants to be able to move into the houses. So that's the first thing. Um, but we do take guarantors. So we do have to have some skin in the game. So we will always ask for a guarantor. If they can't provide a guarantor, then we will look at each case individually, but preferably we're going to want to take guarantors. Um, so all of these tips so far, folks, are gonna help you secure your rent payments. Now, tip number five, and this is the final tip, and I think this is one of the most important ones. We take our rent payments. Personally, we do standing order. You know, you can do, <coughs> you can do direct debit, that's fine direct debit you have to pay for so there is a cost element involved in that and um, we do standing order because it's free and we've got such a large portfolio it just makes more sense for us so we always take the rents on the first of the month now again don't shout me down um, tenants do get paid weekly some tenants get paid on the 14th of the month some get paid on the 28th you know they do get paid um, throughout the month on different dates but we always take our rents on the first because it's so much easier for us because on the first of the month, we can check all of our rents if they're in by 5 p.m. Uh, all of our um, expenditure also goes out on the same day. So really by the morning of the second, um, everything that's left in the bank in theory should be ours. Now, does it always work like that? No, 
um, sometimes we do get some stragglers. So this is kind of 5.1. Um, be proactive on the first of the month. Make sure that you're checking your rent roll. Make sure that if you use a system, we've got one in GoTenant called Rent Tracker. Make sure that um, anyone that hasn't paid, you give them a nudge. And you've got to be proactive because if you're not, and if you don't get it on the first, they could very well then go and spend it and it's going to be harder for you to get your rent, especially over bank holidays, um, when the first falls on a weekend or Christmas time. So you've got to be really proactive. But don't be scared of just sending a text. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Tenant, I didn't get your rent. It normally comes in overnight. Can you look into this? 99.9% .9 of the time, that is more than enough. and We don't need to do anything else. So um, usually that will help. And then if it doesn't, then don't be afraid to pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, we haven't had your rent, is everything okay? And usually, folks, that's all you need to do. Now, if they've left, um, you're not going to hear back from them. That's then when it will prompt a visit from us. We'll go around, we'll give them notice on a text message or an email, and we'll go around then and inspect their room just to see if they're still there. And that then will, you know, sort of um, release the room if they're not there, etc. So um, those are my five tips, folks. Now, if you use these tips, really, honestly, now we don't have, I can't share my screen with you um, because obviously we're on a live feed here. And I don't know how to do that from my phone. I use my phone. So um, we have zero rent arrears. Um, in the last, I don't know, let's, let's pick a number, let's say three years. In the last three years, in terms of rent arrears, we've had less than £500. Um, and we have zero rent arrears at the moment because that is the system we adopt to make sure that if you get the right tenant in the first place, then it's really going to help you move forwards in collecting your rent. And at the end of the day, you know, investing in property is hard. It's not passive, but we want to make it as easy as possible. So what you don't want to do is, uh, I kind of get consumed when it's chasing rent, I'm like, right, I'm going to chase the money here because they owe it to us. They've got to pay it. They can't live there for free. You know, we've got our mortgages to pay. We've got our landlords to pay and we've got our utility bills to pay. So therefore they have to pay. Um, but by adopting these five simple steps, it means that we have got zero arrears. So very quickly to summarize, number one, always ask pre-qualifying questions. Yes, they could lie, but they will be flushed out at some point in the uh, in the future. Just as a caveat to that, folks, we're still going to do the referencing procedure. When they fill out their full application form, we're still going to reference their employer, we're still going to reference their current landlord, and we're going to credit score them. But we do that later on. We do all the pre-qualifying questions before the viewing. So that's number one. Number two, gut feeling. Go with your gut. If you're not sure, don't take them. Number three, don't be attracted by the money. If I offer you, you know, I don't know, £3,000 to move in today, don't take it because there is a history behind that and there is a problem. And then we've got guarantor. Make sure you do the guarantor, which is number four. Then number five, take your rents on the first of the month because that will pay you dividends literally going forwards. Okay, folks. Hope you found that useful. Uh, don't forget to tune into the next uh, set of five tips. We're doing a series of these at the moment. Take care and have a great day.